What are some things that entrepreneurs can do to empower their executive assistants to really serve them well? But like, what are some things that, that you've heard around the water cooler, so to speak, mm-hmm. that, uh, that are mistakes that entrepreneurs make when they bring on an executive assistant? What, what would you say some of those are? And we'll just let people imagine whether I've made these mistakes or not. <laughs> about time to bring her on it is yeah after i use the restroom i also got to do the same all right i gotta do the same don't go anywhere and then we'll bring you on all right Woo. all right so uh world meet alice alice Alice. (laughs) welcome to the podcast as a guest yes yeah right change of scenario (laughs) whether you're you're on or not we do we say uh we say uh we say bye, Alice, nearly every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Are we going to walk through the daily sync right now? Or do you want to, do you got some questions you want to ask? Well, why don't we just kick it off? And Alice, if you'll share your screen and let's just go through what we go through every morning. Sweet. So this is the daily sync. This is the daily sync. Okay, cool. It takes about 10, maybe 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. While you're doing that, Alice, um, but, but I'm going to ask you something that maybe this is something Alice uh, actually needs to answer. But like, I see as you're getting systems in place, um, the generating of um, operating procedure and, you know, getting all that stuff down and good. At some point, you know, those things are in place. So I'm wondering, you know, Alice has the same number of hours that we do in a day. Um, this wasn't my question, but this is a new question. How, how is Alice, how are you able to get so much done? Number one. But number two, I mean, surely there's got to be days where there's not much to be done that day or you're waiting on something. And thinking of that, about that, like for me and being an actor, if we wanted to get an executive assistant, we got system and we got these times where it's like we're working then. But then all of a sudden I got an audition or I get offered a role and it's like, okay, we got to put all this on hold. I'm going to set for three days. You know, I'm just curious, like what happens in that where it's like there's really nothing to do for a few days or is there's just always something to do? You know what I mean? Well, there's always something to do, but there are a handful of sort of ongoing tasks that aren't necessarily urgent or time-specific. And when she has downtime, she can just sort of grab that stuff and work on it. And so maybe she goes to LoopNet and makes sure that all our listings are up to date. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, oh, here's another thing that she does mm. that I forgot to mention. Yeah. We report to all our listing clients once a month on all the activity that's on their listing. So anytime we have a, a conversation with a prospect or somebody looking at space or interested in a building or anytime we give a tour or whatever, we catalog that in our database. And then she goes in once a month, pulls the reports, sends them to Todd or whoever the agent is. And then, and then we send them to the client. So the client always knows what's going on with their listing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's yeah awesome that right. she does that. Um, makes it really, really easy on the rest of us. Um, I forgot about that thing, but there are certain, you know, just 
big projects that aren't time specific, aren't urgent. And when she's got downtime, she can grab that stuff and just continue to work on it. Yeah. But my guess is, well, actually, I don't have a clue how much bandwidth of hers that we've eaten up at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll figure it out at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And to add to what Bo said, there's this thing that we call with superpowers, the evergreen projects or tasks. So these are the tasks that um, I do when there, when I, when there isn't a task that was delegated to me by Bo, for example, these are the things that just simply going through his email, his inbox, inbox cleaning, updating templates that we have. Those are the things that I do when there isn't an active task or active, active project that I'm working on. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And okay, cool. Evergreen projects. Evergreen projects. That's yes. what we name it. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. All right. It looks like we're, yeah, it looks like we're working here. Mm-hmm. We're ready to go. Let's do the. Alice, what's, what's the day look like? All right. So today is Buffer Day. It's Tuesday, 5th of December. And of course, the first thing that I always ask you, and I'm sure you're aware of and already know the answer to is, have you gone to the gym? Have you done any workouts yesterday or maybe this morning? I did. In fact, this morning, my, my daughter and I, Maddie, went to the gym and uh, she got about 45 minutes of getting shots up and uh, it wasn't much of a workout for me, but I was running around rebounding and yeah, got my heart rate up a little bit. So um, not the rigorous workout that I would always intend when it says we went to the gym, but yes, yep. you can check that off. All right. And then we have the weather forecast here, which it that tells us it's much colder than it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then moving forward with updates on your calendar. So the first that we had is the 9.30 a.m. haircut appointment. And then the first meeting and the only meeting for today was the 11.30 a.m. Um, weekly team meeting and then blocked off three of no, two hours for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And that I categorized as your focus time. Mm-hmm. And then I got the term from your deep work, 4.30. I've blocked that off as your shutdown and travel travel time to prepare for the game at Hancock County. And mm-hmm. that'll be at 6 p.m. So Maddie has a game tonight at 6. And I know that at 4.30, I'm going to start shutting down work. Mm-hmm. Go home, and then we've got time to travel to the game. That's all part of my schedule. And that is blocked on your calendar so mm-hmm. that no other meetings or calendar invites will um, pop up there. And then we have here updates on your to-do list. So I've already removed those that have been checked off from yesterday. And other things here, I believe, your is already in progress. Mm-hmm. Finally, we have our, your top 50 updates. And so, as mentioned earlier, we've had Timmy first for December. Mm-hmm. So, I've already removed your name from here because that has passed. Fair enough. But fair remaining, enough. Days, <laughs> remaining days, we have them here. Yep. And so, we'll just talk about, hey, what do we want to do for those things? And she'll start generating lists of ideas and she'll go online and say, 
you know, she'll send me an email that has like maybe five or six different gift options with a picture, how much it costs, mm. et cetera. And then it helps focus my thinking and then I make a decision and she executes. That's great. Yep. Yeah. Dad's next. Mm-hmm. Out, and, and look, this basically completes our sync. At this point, she'll ask me, hey, is there anything else I need to be working on? And a lot of times there might be, hey, I want you to reach out to this person and try to schedule this or, or whatever. But this is about how long she takes me through the day and what it looks like. Yeah. I go through the to-dos. If I've completed some stuff from the day before, I'll check it off. Now, Alice, let's also give him a little bit of feel for like what the Baron Commercial Group database in Notion looks like. Of course, let me open that up. As she's pulling that up, you say on on Mondays, you all go through the next two weeks, right? Yeah, so we just showed you what it looks like on Tuesday through Friday. Here's what the day looks like. Right. On Monday, she takes me through the entire week and the following week. So it gives more of a forward-looking view at the beginning of the week. I kind of have a feel for what's the next two weeks look like. Yeah. So if the daily sync takes around like 10 minutes, right? So on average, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Then the one on Monday would... Uh, how Maybe much? 20 minutes. Maybe tw- yeah. Okay. Maybe 25, but yeah, yeah. Not, not long. Okay. So here's uh, the proposal process that we have. And let's just uh, drop down there to the process outline. So if she clicks into this, this is the outline of what, what we go through when we're trying to win a new listing okay. or, or get hired. It's not always a listing, but um, that's... That's it all broken out. Um, if you go to that Loom video section, uh, Alice, this is where I've created Loom videos on how I want all this stuff done. So when Alice was learning how to do these things for us, I would create these little Loom videos of me demonstrating it all. So like she creates our marketing stuff through build out. I had to show her how to do that. Right. And so instead of like doing it live and then probably maybe having to do it again until she really learns it and stuff, I just create these little videos and then they're categorized and they're in the system. So let's say something happens to Alice, God forbid. Mm -hmm. Don't ever leave us out. Okay. (laughs) Never. There's Um, a line from the show where, because Tara is the executive assistant to the lead. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like, right. he's like, don't you ever go. You are attached to me with an umbilical cord of uh, an umbilical cord of <laughs> piano wire. <laughs> <laughs> Do not ever leave. No. But if Alice were to call me up and uh, say, "Hey, look, uh, three months from here, I'm going to take a job and uh, you know do something else," I've categ- like we've got a we've got a catalog of how to do everything. I don't have to recreate the wheel. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, yeah, it's it seems like comfort. the only job she'd like, leave would be to take your job. <laughs> she, she could probably do it. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And so this just gives you a little bit of a feel for all our processes are in Notion with training videos for everything, with process outlines, with you know all those worksheets I was mentioning. Right. You know, we just go in like if... Um, like go to one nineteen East Second Street under completed. Like we, this has already been completed and, and moved on. But if you scroll down to that worksheet section and open that up, that's and you click open there. If we wanted to create an exclusive listing, like Todd filled that out. Mm-hmm. That's what he filled out, and she 
took it and created the exclusive right to lease agreement. Wow. Sent it to us. And then, matter of fact, if you scroll down, it's probably at the bottom. Unless she just emailed. Yeah, you must have just emailed this one. Yeah. Um, I put it here. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's right there. And so that's what she created. We grab it, send it to the client. Everybody signs and we're hired on paper and we're off to the races. Yeah. So, Alice, once you get that information from Todd in this example, how long would you say that yeah. it, it takes you to get that that lease agreement? Well, mm-hmm. this is a... So when... Yeah, this is actually a listing oh, as opposed a listing. to a lease, but yeah. Okay. Sorry. Either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just takes... I take about an hour max, I think. Mm-hmm. Wow. And sometimes it's a lot faster. Yeah. Incredible. But that's it hour or 30 minutes or whatever that we're not spending right yeah and man yeah it's it's great and now click the process outline so it's a checklist and as we complete that stuff out whoever's responsibility it is and everybody knows what their role is and who does what they just check it out check it off as it goes along wow and then once it's done and we've been hired so this process here takes us from opportunity to getting hired. Mm-hmm. Once we get hired, now there's a whole another checklist, and that's the um, that's the next part of the database has its own checklist. Yeah. Create the marketing, put the signs up, email blasts, um, all the ways we market the property. She creates the the targeted prospect list on who might be the tenant or the buyer, mm-hmm. and we just start working through that checklist. So it's a pre predetermined system and we don't have to recreate the wheel every time sure and because everybody knows their roles and it's and everybody can go on at any point and see what's been done and what's not done it just makes us very efficient and we don't have to waste all this mental bandwidth figuring out what to do next right we just execute and if we're not getting the results that we want then we tweak the system Mm -hmm. and, and we try to improve it but man this makes us fast effective there's there's not a lot of stepping on each other's toes. It, it's just really nice teamwork because, frankly, Alice has built it all into Notion. Right, right. Alice, did you know? Did were you trained on Notion via superpowers, or did you know Notion when you when you? I guess signed yeah, up. Yeah. So when I joined Superpowers, uh, Notion was a relatively new application for me. So I also learned this uh, with superpowers. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, and Alice, if you'd stop sharing um, our secret system to the world now, I was about perfect. to. I, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, man, I, I, how how? <laughs> no, look, I would just love to be your competitor right now. <laughs> look, most 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 people in the industry do the same things. Mm-hmm. Okay, the way they do them is different, and their team looks different, yeah. and who does what might be different, but. Like I wasn't giving anybody a magic formula right there or mm-hmm. the secret yeah. ingredients to Coca-Cola or you know, I mean, there wasn't anything sure. super proprietary. My guess is every broker on the planet who's watching the video of this probably paid a whole lot of attention to that mm-hmm. and probably thought, oh, that's a good idea. Or we do that. Or mm-hmm. But it's n- nothing there is going to sure. hurt our business if everybody on the planet knows how we do those things. That's yeah, not yeah. A, yeah. No. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal. Yeah, cool. Alice is Bo is Bo your first when it comes to being a executive assistant? So when it comes to being an executive virtual assistant, yes, Bo is my first entrepreneur. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. And you've worked as an executive assistant before. I have worked as an assistant, admin assistant before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. But not directly to an executive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. 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 Now you also, and I don't know if you still do this, but didn't you teach English? Yes. So my first job out of university was actually as an English tutor. And I've done that for quite a few years. Yeah. <laughs> Which explains why Bo, what Bo has said earlier. <laughs> right. He's just praising me too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, no. It's <laughs> now, look, how, like what amount of people in the Philippines speak English as well as you? Like, are you an exception or is that pretty normal? Mm, I don't know if it's okay for me to say this, but when I was um, in elementary, I studied in an international school, which explains, I think, why early in my um, childhood, my English skills or language, English as a second language skills were honed. So I think I'm more of the, um, in the population who's more, who can speak more English. But I think most people, because in schools, we also use English as a second language. So most Filipinos can speak English and can understand English well. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That answers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. My my best friend growing up was Filipino. Andy Butler. Do you remember him? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Andy Butler. Yeah. Hmm. He's my best friend. With he was the first person I started making sketch comedy videos with. Really? Yeah. It's called Meander Around the Room. Oh. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I've never heard that. Yep. Yep. Uh, I wonder if I could find those. I wonder if I could find those. I loved Andy. I wonder where he is at. <laughs> He always had Jinko jeans. I was jealous of those. You remember Jinkos <laughs> in the '90s, the big baggy jeans? Mm -mm. Like they're just anyway. Um, yeah, I was always jealous of those. You've got some questions for Alice, as far as well, I do too. Well, Alice, my buddy <laughs> Reed sent this email to us, you know, and he wants to know if you have a sister. <laughs> Now, I know to answer this, but I thought I'd actually ask it, you know. Yeah, so to answer the question, I do have sisters, in fact, too. So, yeah, I do have sisters. All right. Well, there you go, Reed. You go. Alice has sisters. <laughs> answer the question, yeah. yes. Here's my question, okay? okay. And I think this, this falls in line with what you want to know as well, which is what is it that you can do? That will allow you, Alice, to help you, Bo, <laughs> better, right? Uh, what are those things? And I think, and as I would word it with my question is, if myself personally, but anybody that's interested in getting a virtual assistant, what kind of information and organization would I have to have walking in or coming in? And, and I think... You kind of answered that because superpowers really helps to to ask the questions and get that going, but um, but yeah, from the from the executive assistant point of view, what are the things mm -hmm. that really help you do 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 help for you? 
<laughs> what a jacked up question. Oh my goodness. <laughs> English is my first language. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was understandable, right? right? All right. Well, let me let me restate the, the question you. and make it a little bit more general. Thank you. What are some things that entrepreneurs can do to empower their executive assistants oh. to really serve them well? Like what are, or like, and whether I've made these mistakes or not, I'm sure I know, I know that like, you know, the executive assistants in superpowers have kind of a Slack channel and that you guys can ask questions of each other and help each other out. And, but like, what are some things that, that you've heard around the water cooler, so to speak, that, um, that are mistakes that entrepreneurs make when they bring on an executive assistant? What, what would you say some of those are? And we'll just right. let people imagine whether I've made these mistakes or not. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. So generally speaking, mistakes that we as executive assistants would really not be happy with that uh, when that our entrepreneurs make is if we manage their calendar is so generally uh, if the executive assistant is the one that's in charge of the calendar. We don't want our entrepreneurs touching them because then it messes up with how we plan the week, we plan the day, we plan the month to be. And so if our entrepreneur just goes in there and schedules something that we did not plan it to be, then that just messes the whole, not really the whole, but maybe what we had planned. And so with that is one general mistakes and it's not just limited i think to the eas in superpowers but i've also heard from a lot of other eas and then another thing is when oh wait i just lost that thought but i think yeah that's one of the most common mistakes another thing is when um a task has been delegated to an ea from their entrepreneur and then suddenly the entrepreneur is doing the task that he or she just delegated to their EA. And so the EA is like, okay, you've delegated this to me, then why are you doing it? And so there's two people doing one task. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's two. And I think those are the two that are most common and most general to all EAs. That makes sense. I am guilty of the first one, but not very often, I don't think. <laughs> That laugh was like, oh, more often than you think. Uh -huh. That's what I heard. I, that's, what I, that's what I took from that laugh as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but I do appreciate a heads up. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, like, I think I, we were going to do this yesterday. Mm -hmm. We had this on the calendar, this episode, this recording session. Yeah. Yesterday. I talked to you and I was like, let's move it to Tuesday. Yeah. What we're doing now. And then I changed it on the calendar. Oh, myself. And I don't know if I gave you a heads up about that or not. Um, but I would say most of the time I try to stay out of my calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Everything works better if I stay out of my calendar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you'll get there. You'll get there, Bo. Mm -hmm. I, I do believe yeah. you will. Yeah. I think for Christmas, she might order me like an electrical shock <laughs> that she can control from the Philippines. And every time I go to touch my calendar, she can just zap me. <laughs> it's like on South Park every time they curse. And, and 
cool. I, I like the way you frame that. Like, what are the biggest mistakes that yeah. you know, entrepreneurs will make when working with an executive assistant? Yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing, too, is like, it seems like there's a lot, like, in order to be an executive assistant, you've just got to qu- learn things quickly, you know, whether it's a system or, um, you know, uh, like, at some point, I'm... I want to make a Loom video to show you the process of what I go through to post these shorts on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I just imagine that that's a, a quality you've got to have to be a good executive assistant is be able to take it and and uh, and then learn and then know how to do it, right? Yep. Is there a point where entrepreneurs uh, have can expect too much or delegate too much or ask too much of an executive assistant when it comes to learning, learning, if that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm thinking in my head right now, specifically of like, um, we're looking for an editor for mm-hmm. this. So mm-hmm. I would, I wouldn't want to be like, Oh, let's hire an executive assistant and then teach them to edit. If that makes sense. Right. We want to go hire an editor, somebody who knows how to do this. Yep. Like, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. That might be too much to ask somebody to learn. That's kind of a big skill, but also one that could quickly be learned depending on who you are. So, mm-hmm. um, Bo, can you rephrase my question in, in a succinct sentence? Sure. <laughs> Is it possible, and, and what might be some of the guardrails for when an entrepreneur is asking too much of their executive assistant. For instance, um, we need some graphic design work right now. Well, I don't think that's in your wheelhouse, though maybe (laughs) it is. I just sort of assumed that it isn't. And so it would make sense for me to ask her to maybe find Mm -hmm. a graphic design person. Right. Like help me locate that person to do the work. But I wouldn't dump that on you and say, uh, good luck. However, she can work Canva pretty well. And so there are some things that I've had her do that are simple Sure. on Canva, creating some things. But um, yeah, could you speak to that, Alice? Yeah. So when um, a project or a task that my entrepreneur wants me to handle that is beyond my skill set, so, of course, every EA is always open to learning something. And so if we get into that task, we try to learn it. And it's just not something that our skill set can do. It's just not. Yeah, it's just just uh, we just cannot cover what the uh, project or what the task requires. Then, of course, it'll be something that an EA should communicate to his or her entrepreneur and just be open about it and not just try to, you know, because your entrepreneur has expected you to do this. And you said, yes, but if you can't really do it with all that you can, just be um, open to saying it. And so I think open communication between an executive assistant and on, on his or her entrepreneur is very important so that, you know, um, because we know that when delegation happened, we know that experts expectations has to be met and so if that expectation hasn't been met because of the close communication no communication then 
of course, we failed to achieve the project. We failed to complete the task. And so just it's just with the um, between the executive assistant and his or her entrepreneur communicating on how to complete this task. And so, yeah, just like what you said, maybe delegating to someone else looking for um, a person with the skill set to complete this task or this project. Yeah. Great answer. Yeah. Yeah. And so like I know if I'm going to give her something new, if it has to do with technology or, you know, it's a, it's sort of the same steps every right. time. Like no doubt. I know I can create a loom video, show her how to do it and she can execute. Like she can, she can do that all, all day long. Mm -hmm. If I were going to give her something new to do that required like a creative skill that I'm not sure she may possess or not, mm -hmm. like as the entrepreneur, it would really behoove me to have that conversation with her. Like, look, is this in your wheelhouse? Is this part of your skill set? Um, yeah. And if it's not, like, I don't want to make some assumptions that she can do graphic design work or edit sure. a video, or I don't know that she can do those things. If I were going to ask her to do that kind of stuff, I would, or I should have a conversation with her before, like, hey, do you have this kind of experience in your background? You right. Know? Yeah. So, yeah. as opposed to just making an assumption that she, she'll she be able to do whatever I ask her to do. Right, right. And then, you know. Yeah. And if I haven't created the kind of space and our working relationship for her to be able to say, look, this probably isn't the best idea for me to do this. Um, you know, she doesn't feel like it's safe for her to communicate that back to me. Well, that's on me too. Right. For not creating that kind of working relationship. So right. that's, um, yeah. Cause I'm thinking of it, it, all this makes total sense to me. That answer was just so, so clear and so, so good. It makes sense when it comes to like a skill set, right? That especially a creative one. But like thinking about our podcast and wanting to move into 2024 and really think about um, reaching out to sponsors and you know beginning to get monetized and ways to do that. You know, when we get an editor, I know that I've got more time to do more research on on that end. And um, so specifically for like. Hey, let's let's find out what 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 it takes, what the emails look like, or the best ways to find a good sponsor and reach out to them. You know, I feel like that that really falls on on me to. Uh, well, I it's just something I want to to familiarize myself with more. You know, as my social media following is humongous now. You know. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I can see and correct me if I'm wrong, but I can see like, um, you know, as a, a task for Alice, for example, to be like, hey, can, can we find can we find a, you know, can you do a little bit of research in this area? And then when we have our meeting next time, come come in and let's talk through through that. Right. That that seems like something that would be good for. Oh, yeah. Something. Yeah. When it comes to like research yeah. or figuring something out in that. Another. Regard. Another example of something that is in your future, Alice, if I've told you this or not, <laughs> is, you know, as Brad and I are, are working on creating this investment fund, mm -hmm. one of the things we're going to be doing is analyzing markets where we find great sponsors who have opportunities that we might want to invest in their deals. So um, that market analysis that we're going to do these different big markets where I don't live and I just don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Like I go and pull that information and, and we take it to a very specific analysis process. And this is what we teach in 102 and, and we'll be doing that. We're pulling specific research numbers. We're pulling demographic data. We're putting all this and then we're, we're analyzing that as part of the process. Every bit of that, she'll be able to go and grab for me, mm-hmm. put it in the format that I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if it just stops there, she'll have saved me a ton of time. And then I can take the data and do the analysis. My guess is that I'll be able to turn her into an analyst and actually do some of that analysis mm-hmm. and get me way further faster. Right. And Because so, a lot of that is just data-based. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like over the last 10 months, she's proven to me over and over and over again that I can give her fairly complex systems and she executes them flawlessly. So this one has some complexity, but like, look. You're you're incredible. (laughs) My, (laughs) I turned my then 19 year old son into an analyst while he interned with me uh, for a summer. Uh So I've seen somebody that has little experience in the industry be able to do a very specific set of tasks and analyze property. We were able to make him a pretty dang good analyst over Mm -hmm. the course of a summer. I've got no doubt that that Alice can do the same thing and it's not that time consuming. So it's, um, right. Yeah. And, and if she ever leaves me, (laughs) that'll be a skill set that could be real beneficial to her into the future. I mean, it makes her even more marketable. So it'd be Mm -hmm. good for her as well, though. She won't, and she'll never need it. (laughs) Hopefully. Maybe I shouldn't turn you into an analyst, Alice. <laughs> go fly, go fly. Yes. Let, let me just mention one other thing and then whatever questions you have and then we can, Alice, let you get back to your day or your evening as it is. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're already into Wednesday, right? Like how's Wednesday starting up? Is it going to be a good day? Yes. It's already Wednesday early morning. Yeah. And see, we're stuck into Tuesday, so I'll let you get back to Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> Here's, okay. the, here's the one thing I would encourage everybody to do as the, as the entrepreneur who's going to bring on an executive assistant is I started from a place of trust with Alice. Mm-hmm. Right? I knew and trusted the founder of the company. That was reinforced by the process that they went through with me, which made me believe that they had vetted Alice as well. And they, they talked about how they vetted her and, uh, and then from the jump, I gave her access to my passwords and my credit cards. Mm. So she could do a lot of these things for me. Mm-hmm. It would have been a much slower process of getting the benefits from our working relationship if I hadn't started at that place. Mm. If I would have had to make her earn my trust over time before sure. I would have turned those things over. So I would just encourage anybody who's looking to bring on an executive assistant to trust the vetting process. Yeah. And start from a place of trust. She's proven over and over and over again that I can absolutely trust her. Like mm-hmm. she could ruin me. Mm-hmm. She could. She's got all my passwords. She's got all my exactly. credit cards. If she wanted to, she could destroy me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not worried about that. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I decided to start from a place of trust with her and she's proven that decision right over and over and over again for 10 months. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be harder for some people than 
than others sure. to do that. But yeah. man, just you know, take the win of adding an executive assistant to your team and allow that person to do what they're there to do. Right. And empower them to do it yeah, with that, your trust and and get all that stuff off your plate. Get that time back so that you can spend more time with the people you care about most and you can spend the rest of that time doing things that are much more valuable to your business than mm-hmm. all the things you just yeah. gave up and handed to the executive assistant. Yeah. Like that's the way yeah. to go with this. Yeah. Yeah. Alice, is there anything that you would uh, you would say to entrepreneurs that want to take the step but are hesitant to, or entrepreneurs that might have taken the step and you've heard from from uh, another executive assistant that uh, they're you know it's really difficult right now to work with them, um, you know without getting so. But generally, is would there be something that you would say um, to to those entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I really like what Bo has said about the trust because um, between entrepreneurs and executive assistants, I think trust is one of the biggest factors that could play how the partnership, how the relationship between between an entrepreneur and an executive assistant could go. And it affects all of what the executive assistant can do for the entrepreneur, for example, giving giving passwords or even so as to giving access to inbox because I've heard of entrepreneurs who don't do that. And, you know, inbox is one of the biggest sources of communication and which also takes too much of the time of entrepreneurs. So if an entrepreneur wants to have an ex- executive assistant to help them um, gain more freedom from their business, gain more time to spend with their family, but they don't have the trust to delegate those stuff to their executive assistant, then I think it's just pointless to have an executive assistant at that point if they don't trust their executive assistants to, you know, in delegating those tasks and everything. And another thing is um, I would tell them to just trust the process I understand that there are people who don't really give trust or gain trust right off the bat. And I do understand that. But I I believe it's also something that um, EAs and entrepreneurs alike can work on as they go through the process, as they go or work through their relationship or work through their partnership. And so, yeah, trust the process and trust that, you know, they can, their executive assistant can do it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, any any final thoughts? I don't think so. Alice, do you have any th- final thoughts? Anything that we have mentioned that you thought of? I think what we've mentioned for this episode is good. It's good. And I hope it'll really help those entrepreneurs, executive assistants alike. Yeah, I think it will. And a big part of that is for you agreeing to come on. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, Alice, thanks for doing this. And uh, well, thanks, thanks for being for on the team. Me. Like you really are wonderful. Yeah. Great blessing to us. Thank you. And I, pre- I appreciate it too. All right. There well, we are. Okay. There we are. Great. Well. Love you, brother. Love you too. Bye, Bye. Alice. Bye, Alice. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Commercially Speaking. Bo and I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. We are taking a couple weeks off for the holiday season, and we wish you all the best. When we come back in 2024, please let us know in the comments um, what you want more of. We want to know what you think, what have you liked, what don't you like so much um, as we're planning 2024. It's been a crazy year. Thank you all so much. If you have not yet, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening on one of the many podcast platforms, please consider leaving a review. It helps us out a great deal in this world. Thanks for listening to Commercially Speaking. We will see you next year.